Hey Story Show listeners, Jeremy here. We are just days away from the submission deadline for our July 26th Let Your Light Shine show. The show is dedicated to the memory of Randy Kerr, a longtime civic leader here in Albert Lee and a Story Show alumnus. Please submit stories on our webpage, thestoryshow.org, or at our email address, alstoryshow at gmail.com. All stories should be tied in some way to the Let Your Light Shine theme, which can be taken in a number of different ways. Perhaps your story is about a time when you took a risk, pushed inhibition aside, and just went for it. Maybe it's about wanting to do that, but for some reason holding back. The possibilities are basically endless, so if you connect with this theme at all, please do submit a story. Angie, Riley, and I will review all submissions, choose eight or nine for the show, and begin with the editing process soon after the June 14th deadline. As we gear up for the July show, we're continuing to release audio from our January Invisibility show. This episode's story touches on a topic that, to be honest, has really hit home with me the past couple of days after learning of Anthony Bourdain's death. Anthony was, of course, the famous chef and travel journalist whose show Parts Unknown on CNN was one of my favorites. Anthony died by suicide recently while in France, and I've just been reflecting on how hard it can be to know when someone is really struggling. Bourdain seemingly had everything going for him. Beyond his talent as a chef, he was a master storyteller, a poet, really, who loved connecting with the genius of common men and women throughout the world, people who made and enjoyed extraordinary food and drink as much as he did. Parts Unknown took viewers to places in the world they'd likely never have visited on their own, letting us experience vicariously the shared values and emotions that unite all of us, despite our many differences in class and culture. He did this through the real conversations he had with the folks that he profiled. Conversations not just about food, but about history, tradition, about what it means to be human, about what makes life worth living. The irony in that last line is a sad one. Of course, I didn't know Anthony Bourdain, but I would never have guessed that his life would have ended as it did. His passing reminds us how pervasive and often invisible mental illness is even when it's very close to us. I think the next story, Go Bless Yourself, by another Tony, addresses this idea much better than I can here, and I hope you enjoy it. Tony Johansson, a Spanish teacher at the high school, wears his heart on his sleeve and his sarcasm on his face. (laughs) He is known for his dry sense of humor as well as his ability to make a joke out of almost anything. Tony's hobbies include exercising, the idea of going to the gym, (laughs) laughing at his own jokes, and being really bad at multitasking. This is Go Bless Yourself by Tony Johansson.
Imagine this. It's January 28th, the middle of winter. It's freezing outside and you have the case of a common cold. You don't feel the greatness. You don't feel the greatest. Your sickness is clouding your mind. You feel weak and worthless and you can't breathe. But you're determined not to let that pesky cold get in your way. So, you take your day quill, line your pockets with Kleenex and hope your ailment doesn't get any worse. You attend your first meeting of the day and your all too peppy coworker, Positive Patty asks, how are you today? <laughs> you answer, I'm just great, living the dream, in your nasty, sick voice. Just then you feel it. Here comes a sneeze. Oh, oh God. You start frantically grabbing for the t tissues in your pocket before you coat the room with your snot rockets. Achoo! To your surprise, PP, positive Patty, isn't there to comfort you with a bless you, gazuntight, or a salut. Instead, she is looking at you condescendingly and says, we get it, you're sick. Stop begging for attention. <laughs> wow, Patty, that was super rude. <laughs> you decide to brush it off. Perhaps she only had five of her six mandatory cups of coffee this morning and it's really messing with her mojo. We've all been there. Towards the end of the day, you run into another coworker who seems to notice you're a little under the weather and offers you a home remedy. He says, whenever I'm sick, I think about how somebody, somewhere, is probably more sick than I am. <laughs> somebody has to have it worse off than me. It's then I realize I have no reason to be sick, and I stop being sick. <laughs> have you tried that yet, he asks. Have you tried not having a cold? After he tells you this trick, you can't help but think, wow, this guy's a genius. I'm so grateful he told me about the simple life hack. <laughs> My life is forever changed. All of a sudden, you wake up. As it turns out, life hack Larry's home remedy didn't cure you. You never had a cold to begin with. You must have known it was a dream, though. There's no magical verbal cure for viruses or physical ailments. There's no way to think yourself better. Changing your mindset doesn't make your cough go away, and Comparing your condition to the conditions of others doesn't lessen its toll on your body and mind. Although that would be super convenient, it's just not true. <laughs> Even though your dream was completely fabricated by your sleeping mind, you know one aspect was spot on, how you were treated. Just change the ailment in the dream from the common cold to clinical depression, ADHD, OCD, anxiety, traumatic brain injury, epilepsy, Crohn's disease, celiac disease, lupus, or some other invisible illness, and it becomes all too real. Out of sight, out of mind. People have difficulty understanding the signs and symptoms of mental illnesses or other hidden ailments if they haven't experienced them for themselves. Physical conditions manifest in a much more obvious way, and because of this, onlookers sometimes even come to the conclusion that sufferers of invisible conditions are imagining their symptoms or are faking their disorders because the symptoms seem non-existent. One of my friends suffers from an invisible illness called postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, or POTS. According to my friend, POTS is a dysfunction of the autonomic nervous system, which basically controls everything that you don't consciously control. Symptoms of this syndrome vary from person to person, but the main symptoms for diagnosis are a high heart rate with a low blood pressure, which can sometimes cause blackouts upon standing up. Other symptoms include muscle twitching, chest pain, anxiety, gastrointestinal problems, retinal migraines, nausea, and fatigue. 
If you noticed, all of these symptoms are internal problems. It's not like walking around with a limp or like using an oxygen machine. The symptoms that come with POTS do not usually manifest in obvious ways. A disease, syndrome, or disorder that lacks a visual marker can be just as debilitating as an affliction that is more evident. And while I believe this to be true, there are many people that either disagree or are blinded by naivety. On more than one occasion, my friend has found notes left on her car after she has used her disability placard for preferential parking. The notes usually have three things in common. One, they reference a lack of moral compass on my friend's behalf or mention that she should be ashamed for parking a spot reserved for people with actual problems. Two, they have generic insults sprinkled in them like jerk. <laughs> they have horrendous spelling and grammatical errors. The messages on these notes are traumatic enough by themselves, but when you realize that there are adults out there that still cannot figure out when to use which two, <laughs> there's an added level of distress to the whole experience. Don't misunderstand me. Do not hesitate to lend a helping hand or a supportive shoulder to someone who is suffering from an invisible illness, or any condition for that matter. And I know, Lifehack Larry was just trying to help by offering a solution to my metaphorical condition and I suppose that Positive Patty was just having an off day. But rather than assuming that they know more about someone's ailment than the afflicted person does, or offering their half-baked opinion-based solutions to someone's condition, they should try asking questions and listening instead. Although I haven't had hate mail posted on my car before, I felt misunderstood because of my mental illness. I've had people discount my clinical depression, saying things that range from, you're just too negative, and you're just being dramatic to things like get over it, grow up, and smile. But what has to be my all-time favorite line is, it's all in your head. <laughs> I mean, you do have to admire those people's deductive reasoning skills. A mental illness? Where? In my head? Really, nicely done. <laughs> Telling someone to get over it in regards to an invisible condition can be likened to scowling at somebody after they sneeze and telling them, go bless yourself. And that would just be downright inappropriate. In all seriousness, I know it definitely can be confusing or even frustrating at times, dealing with people who suffer from something you can't see. However, it is important that you practice compassion, become informed, and provide support for friends and family who may be troubled by invisible affliction. Because although the symptoms may go undetected to the naked eye, the impact of these conditions is nothing to sneeze at. Story Show is produced by Riley Wirth, Angie Zoller-Barker, and me, Jeremy Corey Greenis. Check out our new webpage at thestoryshow.org, and please listen to our podcast. You can find us in Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your favorite podcast. Just search for The Story Show in quotes, and you should find us. <laughs>